There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Where was your favorite place to have a birthday party? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is doing his civic duty. Jury duty. Holly and I are hanging out with you. And uh, we're asking you, where was your favorite place to have a birthday party? Holly, why are we asking people this? Well, because there's a story today that Chuck E. Cheese, which filed for bankruptcy, wants to shred seven billion of their prize tickets oh my god so they're asking to do this in court so chuck e cheese's parent company says that they now hold enough tickets to fill approximately 65 40 foot cargo shipping containers full of tickets it's going to cost 2.28 million dollars to destroy the tickets so that is a million dollars less than what Chuck E. Cheese would have had to pay if the prize tickets were cycled through the whole supply chain and everyone got their weird plastic doodads yeah. and thingamabobs. So what they're trying to convince the court is saying, like, guys, it's cheaper if we put seven billion tickets in an incinerator than if we actually had to honor these tickets. Yeah. So really, we're doing you a favor here. But that oh got me gosh. thinking, Chuck E. Cheese, Charles Entertainment Cheese. That is one of the beloved locations of old school birthday parties. Right? And so it just got me thinking, getting on the nostalgia train, well, where where did you love to have your birthday party when you were a kid? This is such a good question. 651-641-1071. Where was your favorite place to have a birthday party as a kid? Uh, let's go to the phones. Who do we have on the line? We have Jennifer waiting. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, where was your favorite place to have a birthday party as a kid? Shakey's in Minnetonka. Tell oh you how gosh. old I am. No, I get it. Shakey's Pizza. Yep. I love it. What was your favorite part about having a birthday party at Shakey's? Oh, when you get to go up uh, on the upper level and watch them make them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then the piano player, too. The automatic piano. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh. those player pianos, when you were a kid, were like the most fascinating thing in the entire world. Oh, absolutely. I love Great it. Memories. Thank you for your call. Oh, sidebar on the player pianos. Yeah. Remember back in the day at the McDonald's in Edina off of France yep. Avenue mm-hmm. when they had the Mac Tonight playing the piano? Yes, I do. Mac Tonight being the old school McDonald's mascot that had a moon for a head and saying Bobby Darren. I love this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, who else do we have on the line? We have Julie. Hi, Julie. Julie, where was your favorite place to have a birthday party as a kid? Hi, guys. Well, I have two, actually. One was at Bridgman's when I used to live in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. And the other one was 
was at the roller skating rink. Oh, and yeah. that kind of gives you an idea of how old I am. Old. And, you know, when you were talking about getting rid of the, of the tickets to, to the incinerator, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't they make more money, though, if they would actually honor these tickets because of the games and people coming to to promote them more and getting more money instead of just burning these tickets? I, I guess I'm not understanding all of it. Okay. Well, thank you for your call, first of all. And, Holly, do you want to kind of go back and explain um, what what the reasoning is behind burning everything versus honoring it? Sure. Well, uh, CEC Entertainment is the big parent company, so they filed for bankruptcy back in June. And some locations have resumed business, but a lot of them have been closed due to COVID-19. And so it's just it's cheaper so to get rid of the tickets than honor them through the supply chain. Because thinking of all like you have to have the inventory for the animal, for the Mm -hmm. like toys and all these other things. So ultimately, it would cost them a million dollars less then actually have to honor those tickets. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to tell the court or the judge in this bankruptcy case, like, you know, give us this $2.8 million to incinerate the tickets rather than the $3.2 million it would cost us to honor the tickets. Right. So they're it like, makes, hey, it's a bargain. Yeah, it's light, a bargain. Light, light it on fire. Let's light it on fire. Uh, who else do we have on the line? Nobody yet? One moment. Oh, thank you. Okay, I do want to go. I'm going to go to the Twitter box because we did. Oh, no, not Twitter. Lies uh, to our email because we did get an email from Taylor who said, my favorite place to have a birthday party was any hotel with a pool. A hotel sleepover with friends in a pool was always the best birthday. Yes. Right? 651-641-1071. Where was your favorite place to have a birthday? party who's on the line patty's on the line hello patty patty what was your favorite place to have a birthday party okay so i'm talking over 40 years ago i worked at a place in brooklyn center called barrel's ice cream parlor oh yes yep and we were like the home of the zoo where we put you know ice cream on a stretcher and we had the old-fashioned candy store yeah that was a great place oh my gosh tons of birthday parties there I bet that was an awesome place to have a birthday party. Thank you for your call. Um, By the way, I am now like I've been sucked into looking at old pictures of Shakey's Pizza from my childhood. (laughs) They still have Shakey's Pizza, just not in Minnesota. Well, and my thing at Shakey's Pizza was Shakey's Pizza in Richfield on 494 had a had a an arcade. And so whenever we'd go to Shakey's Pizza, my parents would just be like, go to the arcade and we would just take our rolls of quarters. And I think that was genius because I don't think my parents ever had to deal with us at a Shakey's Pizza. We were always occupied in the arcade. And I'm wondering why more restaurants don't have arcades? Because that would be really awesome. Yeah, remember like Chi-Chi's used oh, yeah. to have a video oh. game in the front lobby? Because when you had to wait for a table for an hour at the Chi-Chi's because everybody was there, you would play tabletop Pac-Man and everybody was happy. Yes. Oh, 651-641-1071. Where is the best place to have a birthday party? Who else do we have on the line? Let's go to Megan. Hi, Megan. Megan, was where was your favorite place to have a birthday party? So this is kicking it old school, but back when I was a kid, uh, the best place to have a birthday party was McDonald's. Oh, 
my gosh. I said this right before the show today. Isn't that funny? Like, it's, it's comical now, right? Because who would... Why would we go to McDonald's for a birthday party? But back in the 80s, that was the best place to have a birthday party. It was. It was so much fun. And you'd get the little box of cookies and... And the big jug of orange drink. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for calling. And, you know, listen, like, I'm not saying McDonald's, that that wouldn't be, like, great food for a birthday party. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is birthday parties used to be such that they would only last for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. But McDonald's used to actually provide the birthday party. Birthday flair. Yes. For your birthday party. Yes. So you would go to McDonald's for your birthday party. Yeah. And then if you were the jerk kid, you got to go to the Mayor McCheese prison. Mm -hmm. Hang out in there. Lucky. Because it was the 80s. Exactly. Uh, Who else do we have on the line? We have Dave. Hi, Dave. Dave, where was your favorite place to have a birthday party? Coma Park Zoo. Oh, see, that was a good one, too. Yeah. Right? I'm going to make big lunches. We'd hang out in the park and then go to the zoo later. I love that. Thank you. And, like, such an awesome, like, that everybody loved that because you're at the zoo Mm -hmm. and mom and dad loved it. Because they didn't have to pay a mint. Exactly. Got to give a shout out to Becky because she had her birthday parties at one of my favorite places, which was Camp Snoopy in the Mall of America. You get the tickets. You get to play the game. Loved the mystery mine ride. Oh, yeah. Why I love that. I really is puzzling. Nobody knows. That place. And also got to give a shout out to Grand Slam. Mm -hmm. Used to go to the location in Egan where you get to play X-Men, eat pizza, do mini golf. And laser tag. It's so awesome. So awesome. Oh, um, can I also give hats off to an old fave? Yep. The granddaddy of all pizza places, Showbiz Pizza. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite place with that singing gorilla. What was his name? Nobody remembers. No. I had a full birthday record one of those flimsy records you know what were those called that they would hand out promotionally they weren't like actual vinyl or like they weren't like a hard vinyl like a regular record but they were like floppy and i oh my gosh and it had them singing the birthday song and i used to listen to it on my fisher price turntable in my bedroom um yep showbiz pizza yeah mm-hmm. when we come back on the colleen and bradley show ooh, yesterday we talked a little bit about this restraining order against colton underwood well we have uh some of the texts that he sent to his ex-girlfriend and it just paints a picture of what kind of a creep this guy is that's nasty exactly we'll share him after this on my talk 1071. Okay, so yesterday on the Colleen and Bradley show, we had a little conversation about Colton Underwood and this restraining order that his ex-girlfriend has uh, been granted against him. Uh, Cassie Randolph is her name. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers doing a civic duty. He's on jury duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know when we'll see him again, no. but that's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're just waiting. Mm-hmm. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Um, And so, okay, so what we know as of yesterday is that on Monday, 
of this week, a judge signed off on Cassie Randolph's request for a temporary restraining order against the former Bachelor star, Colton Underwood. He was ordered to stay at least 100 yards away from her, her home, and her workplace. Uh, He's also prohibited from contacting her and must not harass, threaten, or attack her. This restraining order is going to expire on October 6th, and then there will be a hearing. Okay, so that's what we know right now. But, you know, we were like, well, that's awful. Yeah, well, because further context, Cassie Randolph was the woman that Colton Underwood became, quote unquote, engaged to during his season of The Bachelor. Right. So this was a relationship made... In reality, TV purgatory. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And they broke up before June of this year. And he's been seen cavorting with others and uh, otherwise uh, seeking attention. But what is interesting about this is we didn't have a lot of information about what actually precipitated this. And now we do. We have, um, I have here some of the stories that are not stories because they're not stories. They're real. Some of the things that happened that led up to this restraining order. So she says, uh, Cassie Randolph does that these uh, incidents took place between June, but then the majority of them happened in August. But the story that starts in June uh, starts when she was visiting. Did we talk about this part yesterday? That she was visiting her family in Huntington Beach which is about 30 miles from Los Angeles where Colton Underwood lives. And in the early mornings, morning of the day when she was uh, visiting her family's home, her brother saw Colton Underwood in the alley outside her bedroom at two in the morning. Ew. That's nasty. We talked about it a little bit, but not in that detail. Not in that detail. So yeah, he was outside her bedroom window at 2:30 2, 2 o'clock in the morning. He was confronted by her brother, Cassie's brother. And uh at that point then Colton Underwood started to send harassing text messages to K- to Cassie Randolph. Um then a little bit more recently um, she had a friend over to her house, her friend, Kaylin. And what I don't know is if, and I'm, I, I don't know, C-A-E-L-A-N. I'm pronouncing that Kaylin. Sure, let's go with and it. And I don't know if that is a, a a woman or a man. But a friend. But a friend. Hanging out. Cassie visiting, and Kaylin. Visiting her at her apartment. And Colton Underwood immediately knew that there was somebody visiting her apartment and started obsessively calling and text messaging her about the person who was visiting. And she said she felt immediately like he was watching and knew who was coming and going from her apartment. Um, A few days later, uh, Colton Underwood showed up again at her apartment, still upset about this visit from this friend, Kaylin, a few days prior and he yelled at Cassie Randolph and threatened, quote, I am going to keep you accountable. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, nope. Colton, no. Yeah. Then uh, he also was sending her text messages about her spending time with an ex-boyfriend. One of those texts wrote, I'm just sitting in bed trying to fall asleep, wondering if the woman I'm madly in love with is having a good time with her ex. I have a million questions and all of them I don't know if I want the answers to. My heart hurts a lot right now. I miss my best friend, my lover, the one person I never expected to lose. 
And apparently weeks later, between August 16th and 19th, um, Colton Underwood used alias phone numbers to anonymously send harassing text messages throughout the day. This is painting a picture. I mean... I actually, Colleen, when you were reading all of that mm-hmm. stuff that Colton Underwood did, genuinely getting anxious yeah. uh, at his behavior. And that's only a small snapshot of it. Well, and what's fascinating about this? Well, one, I hope that Cassie is safe yeah. as a result of this restraining order. But that it's, well, it's, this was a relationship that was created on reality television and call me cynical but i don't really believe that true love happens on the bachelor and bachelorette yes there was that one bachelorette the first one that got married to the firefighter mm-hmm. and uh, tristan was, ryan it's Trist, fine it's fine mm-hmm. it almost happened 20 years ago so one out of all the seasons of the bed, and yes, Bachelor Nation, please feel free to correct me about all I know the true Sean, love stories. Sean that and, Ka- and Sean and Car- Carolyn, Catherine, uh, Judice. No, that's not her last name. Anyway, no, but Sean Lowe. <laughs> so it has on occasion. There have been couples that yeah. have gone all the way, so to speak, and mm-hmm. have made it legal. Catherine Judici, that's her name. Sean Lowe and Catherine Judici. However. Mm-hmm. The Bachelor Nation seems to be a place where individuals go to cultivate personal celebrity celebrity that oh, yeah. they can leverage in other mediums. So I'm concerned for Colton that he's allegedly expressing this kind of sentiment to Cassie when it's and where it's just like, oh, also when he was sending these text messages, he was going on a publicationship hike with Lucy Hale, the actress. Right. Let's get a date on that. Well, okay, so. That's okay. So all of the what I don't want to do, what I want to do is separate these two thoughts. Yes, because I want to be very clear. She's gotten a restraining order. That is serious. And that's a legal thing. Well, right. And so there must have been reason for it. Well, all of the things that you just laid out, Colleen, are very serious and very real. But what I want to add is that uh, apparently Colton and Cassie had been shooting a reality show uh, in June when some of this started to happen. And he had pulled out when, quote, quote, things got really tough between the two of them. Uh, According to a source, Cassie is still trying to sell the show. Now, I don't know about the truth of that. However, I would imagine if they indeed were filming a reality show at the time that this all began, that would all be part of the court case as well. Yes. It just, he's, this is a problem. Yes. And we will continue to follow it. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, they're to your right, they're to your left, and hopefully when you look in the mirror, they aren't looking back at you. And oftentimes, we find these crazy, stupid idiots in the state of... Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. But we're starting in Florida. Yes. Okay, this goes... File this under, Dear Criminals, Be Careful Who You Crime. Dear criminal, be careful who you cry. Okay. So, 
there was this guy. He was a police helicopter pilot in Florida, and he was flying his helicopter thing up in his whirlybird in the air on Sunday when he got an alert from his very own home security cam that somebody's trying to break into his truck. Rude. And he was like, oh, hell no. And uh, he took his whirlybird and he tracked down his very own truck. And what he saw was three teens in Deltona driving around uh, looking for cars to break into. And uh, his car was one of them. Oh. A neighbor's ring doorbell camera got them on video. Uh, and, yeah, he tracked him down while he was up in the air. And uh, cops on the ground tried to pull these kids over, but they weren't able to. So they kept following the car while they set up spike strips. And uh, eventually they had to stop. And all three of those little hooligans were arrested. They found the police officers found a bunch of wallets in the car, and then they also realized that the car itself was stolen. Ooh. So these kids are uh, facing multiple charges. Would have got away with it if it wasn't for your meddling kids. But wait, you were meddling, and but so it's I all love, your fault. Like that, like one of the cars they're trying to get into is owned by somebody who's up in the air and can track them from the air. Be careful, you guys. That is mine. Be careful I know. who you crime. Mm-hmm. 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 And then they and there's actual video of them of the helicopter tracking them. Oh, it's kind of cool. Cool. These kids, by the way, 14, 15, and 16 years old. Oh. No, no. 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 Don't turn to a life of crime. No. Don't crime. Don't crime. Stop criming. Haven't you listened to McGruff, the crime dog? Don't crime. I believe is actually the tagline. (laughs) Thank you. It probably wasn't. Uh, Let's go to Canton, Georgia. Let's. Yes. Uh, So we've got a suspect Somebody, we don't know their name. We'll just call them Suspect One. So Suspect One ran on foot from Cherokee County, Georgia deputies on a traffic stop on Interstate 75. Okay. Running on foot on an interstate. Be careful because if we know anything from our good friend Kenny the Traffic Kitty who does Mm. traffic on mornings, Mm -hmm. if you are in danger, do not get out of your car on the interstate. This is true. But apparently this person was a dumb criminal and so that's what they were doing. Uh, actually, the uh, Cherokee Sheriff's Office has a very important message for you because they didn't actually catch the person. They're still at large, but they do have collateral on the suspect, which makes me think, Colleen, that maybe the Cherokee Sheriff's Office is going to have this criminal come back. Oh, okay. This criminal left a scratch and win ticket, lottery ticket. At the scene of the crime that had already been scratched. Oh, and did they was, win like $10 or carry the, carry the decimal point. $100. They totally won $100. Oh my gosh. And they left that behind. That's and like leaving money behind. It literally is leaving money behind. But unfortunately for the suspect, they're going to have to decide whether or not it's worth it to go to the sheriff's office to claim their $100 that they could use on setting their bail. Ooh. Or they're just going to have to let it go. Yeah. This was, by the way, a B is for billion scratch lotto ticket. 52 prizes of a million dollars to seven million dollars. And they won 
$100. I have never won a single penny mm. off of doing any kind of scratch lotto ticket. So good on you, man. But apparently, lucky. Long story short about the subject or the subject, the, subject. the su- suspect is that he was eventually caught anyway. Oh. So it's like he didn't even get his money. He just was went caught. Straight to jail. Went you did straight not get the $100 jail. for pass and go. Yeah. Or do you get $200 for pass and go? Well, I hate Monopoly. I get, I, isn't that the worst? It's the that worst is the game. Wor- it Nobody is the, no. ever plays it to the end because it takes forever. It's so dumb. Pro tip, play Monopoly Junior, the version for really young kids, and then you can get done in about mm-hmm. 20 minutes. But the the actual original Monopoly... Nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. No, and it just makes you feel bad. The only fun thing about it is that you get to pick your player at the beginning. You can be the thimble. Mm-hmm. You can be the race car. But you also, I'd... like, you get halfway through the game, and maybe you have to take a break, you know, to sleep or eat or something. You can't leave that out if you have cats. True story. They will mess your entire board up. Now, a little more detail about this person and why they ran away. Okay. Sorry about your Monopoly frustration. They were running to play a game of Monopoly with a friend? No, no. they ran into the woods, uh, but they got pulled over for a tag violation. But the thing was, is that uh, the backpack that the suspect had had meth in it. Okay. So. Don't run from the law with meth. Yeah. That's a rookie mistake. Very. Um, for our next story, we're going to New Jersey. New Jersey! We're going to meet 27-year-old Helen Del Popolo. Helen Del Popolo! Okay, but listen to this. She is a middleweight national champion in sumo wrestling. Nice! Right? So, like, immediately I'm like, hold the phone. I need to see this. I didn't realize there was women's sumo wrestling. Shame on me. In the United States? Exactly. Cool. And that we have with us a champion right here in Westfield, New Jersey. Well, she recently uh, had a roommate move out of her home. And uh, her roommate took her cat. What? Yeah. Rude. Her cat's name, by the way, is... James Bond. That's the cutest name for a cat. Very cute. So, uh, last week, Helen went to her former roommate's house in Pennsylvania with one goal in mind. And that goal was to get James Bond back. Oh, so it was like a spy mission. Yeah, so now we have a sumo wrestler on a spy mission. Oh, don't worry about it. She also brought her friend with her, 34-year-old Lauren Bowser, who is a mortician. So a mortician and a sumo wrestler go on a recon mission to get the cat, James Bond, back into their possession. Mm. But when the ex-roommate saw the sumo champ and the mortician breaking down her door... To get the cat back, she ran, and then she fought back. Oh. Problem is, because uh, the sumo wrestler and the mortician were trying to break down the door, they were both arrested for burglary, criminal trespass, and assault. Was it worth it? Look, uh, as much as I love my cats, and... 
If I was separated from my cats, I'd do everything I could, but I probably wouldn't be breaking down a door like that. I mean, I would do a lot to get... I would not... Well, I I would be mad. Yes. I can't say I wouldn't, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess so, in the moment, because they're part of the fam. I'm now trying to find videos of Helen Del Popo sumo wrestling. Have you found anything Um, thus far? No, but I do want you to know Helen Del Popo is United States Sumo Federation president. Nice. Yes. So this behavior is behavior that is uh, not savory for the president of 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 the sumo. I found them on Facebook. Yes. And this is what Helen has to say on September 11th. It's been a long day, but all that matters is my boy is back in my arms. Thank you to Good. everyone who helped me. Love you, friend. Eight years in the making and many more. Giving up a shout out. There are some stories that don't reflect the truth. Mm. Family is forever. Well, I am Friend is family. Just, I don't even know what's happening. I'm so glad that James Bond is back with its owners. Reunited and, and it feels so good. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, even though Bradley is doing his civic duty at jury duty, it doesn't mean we're not going to play the throwback live today. We've got Rocco on site. He is going to be joining to play the throwback live when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.